following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. But what a joy to see all of you tonight. I'm going to speak tonight on the subject, Becoming Lion-like. That's what I'm going to talk about. This may not grab you, but it grabbed me, and, and I, I want to talk about it tonight. So turn to somebody and say, he won't be long. I hope he's decent. And you may be seated. God bless. If you're a guest here tonight, we thank you for being here. Sunday morning, we're going to have great church. I know some of you will probably be out of town for the holidays, but you that are in town, come on. Everybody say, mind over mattress. That's all it is. You got to get up, get your clothes on, come to the house of God. We're going to have great church. Everybody know how to get the fire to fall in your life? You build an altar, put a sacrifice on that altar, you pray a prayer of faith. Fire fall. Anybody had any fire fall on you this week? Isn't God good? Everybody say, I want to become lion-like. There was a gypsy in England one day that stopped a preacher, not knowing that he was a preacher, even though she was a prognosticator. She said she would tell his future for $500. And the preacher said, you mean you can tell me what I will be doing a year from now if I give you $500? She said, that's absolutely right, exactly I'll tell you what you'll be doing a year from now. Preachers then ask, hey, does that mean you can tell me what I'll be doing this time tomorrow? The gypsy said, absolutely. And the pastor then said, if, I, if you tell me what I was doing this time yesterday, I'll give you $1,000. That ended the meeting. <laughs> it was over. But there is a book that I'm preaching from tonight that does tell us about our past. It does tell us about our present. And it does tell us about our future. And that book is the Word of God. In the Word of God, there is a book that predicts the future. It's the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 5, when John was carried into heaven, in verse 4, he said, I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Verse 6, he said, then I saw a lamb. The message version says simply break open the scroll. He has conquered and is able to rip through the seven seals. Back in Jeremiah chapter number 32, God revealed to Jeremiah that Jerusalem was going to be overthrown by the king of Babylon. Jerusalem had a, Jeremiah had a cousin named Hanamiel who owned a piece of property. And God told Jeremiah to buy the property from his cousin as a sign that one day God's people would return to their land and Jeremiah bought the property. And the title deed was given over to him, and it was sealed up in this scroll and put in the house of God. And this scroll was a future title deed to the piece of property that Jeremiah purchased. I want to talk tonight to some people who are in times of adversity in your life. Jeremiah was in a time of adversity. Israel was fixing to be conquered by the Babylonians and carried away. 
But there's not a greater time in all the world to buy your inheritance and buy property and buy something in the kingdom of God than in the time of your adversity. Because it does not matter what the adversity is. God will bring you out of that adversity. I said God will bring you out of that adversity. So the scroll that John sees in this verse is the title deed to all the earth. God intended for his people to inhabit this earth and to be in control of it. And Satan took it away from the first Adam and now tries to exercise dominion over it. This scroll is the official document that will determine the final outcome of human history. And only one can take the title deed to all of the earth. And he is the lamb that has become the lion. My first point tonight is the lamb is a lion. Say it. The lamb is a lion. This is an interesting choice of words selected by the writer to describe Jesus. Because Jesus is known as heaven's sacrificial lamb. But the analogy is only partially accurate. The difference in him and the literal lambs used in sacrifice is that he willingly and intentionally and strategically embraced the role of a lamb. Which means Jesus is not your typical helpless, overpowered lamb. In the case of Jesus, the lamb is not just a lamb. The lamb is a lion. The lamb is his role. The lion is his identity. Let me say it again. The lamb was his role. The lion was his identity. Oh, I feel like preaching tonight. C.S. Lewis in the movie Narnia depicts Christ as a lion. And in the Old Testament, Solomon's temple steps were lined, not with 12 lambs, but 12 lions. And here in Revelation 5, Jesus is referred to as the lion of the tribe of Judah. You know, in the safaris in South Africa, the guides are under lots of pressure to find the lions. They don't look for lambs. And once one guide finds a lion, he radios the other guides because they, follow, they know that everyone wants to see a lion. And they want to follow the lion. When I was a kid, I used to hear about the Lamb of God. But the older I became and when I first started ministry, the less interested I was in Jesus of what my Sunday school picture showed me. I just didn't identify with that, pardon me for saying it, that soft, chiffon-wearing, weak-looking, lamb-like person. I didn't identify. I am not sure how different my life might have been if I hadn't caught a glimpse of the fact that he was the lion. And some people have never caught that. He was a lion on mission as a lamb. But when he got ready to order people around, he knew how to do it. He told one man, he said, go tell the fox that I'm here. And I'm not going to worry about him today, nor tomorrow, nor the next day. I'm in town. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get his life taken away from him. He gave his life. And he came out of the grave like he said he was. Because the lamb is the lion. But when I started to see glimpses of the lion, it started messing with me. It started stirring with me. 
It called me to my own place of strength and my own sense of purpose and destiny. And I realized that Jesus was not only a little wandering lamb led to the slaughter, but that he clearly was a lion on a mission on this earth. He was on assignment from heaven. He was taking back territory <laughs> that had been lost. He was daring. He was courageous. He was determined to triumph over evil. And when I started to see the cause, the fight, the conquest, that's when I was inspired to go after God's plan for my own life. So, some people think, well, what, you may be thinking, that's great information, Pastor, but what does that have to do with me? Here's the answer. We all have two lives. Every one of us have, say, I have two lives. Number one is the life we live, and the other is the unlived, unlived life within us. Between the two stands an ongoing, never-ending resistance. The unlived life is those plans God has for us that are deep within us, that that are forms of desire and ambitions and dreams. My sense is that a lot of God's people today are giving in too easily and letting go too soon of the life unlived that is within them. And here's the reason I believe that. If you ever bought an exercise equipment and it's gathering dust in the attic because you don't exercise, then you know what resistance is. Or if you're a writer and you don't write, an artist who doesn't draw, an entrepreneur who never starts a venture, then you know what resistance is. And if you're a giver who isn't giving, and a leader who has nothing to say, or a musician who hadn't learned to play, you know what resistance is. I may not know your life mission and your contribution to the world, but I can promise you this. What you have to offer the world will always be met with resistance. I'm teaching to you right now. But I declare to you that a lamb died for us, but a lion is on the throne today. And it's time to understand that the lion's spirit needs to get a hold of us and give us courage and boldness and nobility to stand everything. It's time for weak, milk-toast Christians to cash it in and get a hold of some gunpowder and start chewing on it. Hallelujah. Start biting the bullet and say, you know what, hell? A lamb died for me, but a lion's on the throne today. And I will become what I want to become in Jesus Christ. Say amen to that. That's preaching. Point number two, not only is Jesus more lion-like than people realize, but we, his people, are more lion-like than we realize. Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image. In our likeness, and let us and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created him. And God blessed them and said to them, well, watch this, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. Subdue it. Rule over the fish, rule over the birds, and every liver creature that moves on the ground. It's snake season. And so we've been talking at house how to handle the snakes that might come in our backyard. And somebody said, spray this. And somebody said, spray that. I said, call Kevin. Kevin Riley needs to come to our house. But I declare to you in the garden, and when Adam and Eve was created, some, some, some come hissing up to them and they say, get out of here. Move on. 
A lion come up and they say, uh-uh, 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 you're not the king, we are. Get out of here. And that lion would have to say meow and walk away. It's time for the children of God to understand something that I want to preach tonight. And I'm not going to be lengthy, but I'm going to say it strong. You are not weak people. We are not weak people waiting for hell to rush us and overrun us. We are children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we stand firm on the Word of God that says greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, I want to preach tonight. It's easy to take on ideas and concepts about ourselves that are not consistent with who we really are and our place in the world. In the beginning, God created man to have, everybody say, dominion. And our salvation is all about restoring man to his original place and position of rulership in this world. In fact, if you read Isaiah, the 11th chapter, I know it talks about the millennial reign, but you read it, you'll find spirit-filled people can have that kind of life even in this life. And the lamb can lay down by the lion. And we can understand that God can give us strength over anything in our life. I want to bring you to a mind consciousness tonight that there's nothing greater than the God that lives in you. There's nothing greater than that God. Say amen to that. During World War II, the Allied force needed every man to be ready to fight in the Battle of the Bulge. So a unit of clerks and office workers were converted to infantry and assigned to an area expected to come under fire in in, in, in a matter of hours. And the men were ordered to dig foxholes from which to fight. But one man who had spent years as a typewriter (laughs) tried his best but made little progress digging in the hard stony ground. He couldn't dig a foxhole. And finally he approached the lieutenant and he asked, Sir, wouldn't it be easier if we just attacked the enemy and made them dig the foxholes? Are Are you always just on the defense? Wouldn't it be nice if you just stepped up and say, here I come. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Kind of reminds me of that story of that cat that attacked those mice in that barn one day. That cat come in that barn and that mama mouse had seen that cat enough. And she rose up on her hind haunches and went, started barking like a dog. And that cat turned and run. And the little mouse said, mama, I've never heard you like that. She said, honey, sometimes you have to learn another language. I want to declare something right now. Some of you need to learn another language in your life. You need to quit talking defeat in your life. You need to start talking offense in your life and say, I intend to take over dominion in your life and in my life. I will lead and not be the tail of this thing. I did pretty good barking. That's a pretty good bark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The challenge is that there is a lamb-like thinking among us. People think of themselves as victims of circumstances. People see themselves as helpless. People see themselves as weak, defeated, unable to win, incapable of triumph. People see themselves as slaves to their past, powerless against sin. That's all a lie. That's a lie. People fall prey to negativity and discouragement and self-doubt. You will only be who God planned for you to be with lion-like thinking. It's time to make a mind change. It's time to get lion-like. Yes, he came as a lamb. 
but he was a lion on a mission. Lions are confident. Say confident. They are bold. They're aggressive. They're determined. They're kingly. They're noble. They're strong. Ooh, hallelujah. You know what a sleeper is, don't you? Anybody know what a sleeper is? I'm not talking about ISIS. You know what a sleeper is? A sleeper is a car that looks normal, but the engine under the hood has been radically modified. Somebody walked up to me tonight, and he's got an old truck, and he wants to run my old truck. And I said, get out of here. He's in the building. And I said, get out of here. You, you couldn't even start, get to the starting line with me. He laughed his head off. But I think sometime we need, to, we need to let hell know that we might be a sleeper. But if he messes with our kids, with our future, reminds us of our past, we're going we're gonna to unleash the engine that's in us. It's time for this church. I'm talking to people now. Not everybody because some people have done that. Some people held it says, I can't mess with them. I can't mess with them. They, they run me out of Dodge. I can't mess with them. You know, those sons of Sceva, those sons of Sceva got the, got the enemy came against them and they started rebuking him by every power they knew. And, 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 and that, 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 that the devil said, you know, Christ I know and Paul I know, but who are you? It's time for somebody to look at you from the other world that says, I know who you are. If you don't mind, I'll just get out of the house here just right now and leave you to be. That's what we need in our life. It's time that we get off the fear line and get on the faith line. It's time we get off the backup line and get on the forward line. It's time that we quit retreating. It's time that we go forward because we have a lamb that died for us, but there's a lion that sits on the throne that wants to empower us. Wow, 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 wow. First John chapter 5. I want you to repeat this with me. Everyone born of God. Say, everyone born of God. Overcomes the world. Not some. Say it. Say it. Not 99%, not 50%. Everyone that is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You need to go home tonight and read 1 John 5 and 4. And go to bed with that on your chest and say, Everyone, everyone born of God overcomes the world. Deuteronomy 28 and 13. I've heard Brother Shambach say this every time I heard him preach. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And it's time that you switch positions and become the head of things in your life and not the tail. It's time for you to stand up and say, you know what? A lamb died for me, but a lion's behind me right now. The lamb is a lion. Amen. Amen. It's time to get lion-like. And my third point, the jungle is not without a king, and you are the king of your jungle. I'm the king of mine. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel this tonight. It ain't having an impact on you to have on me. I ran around the office when I was preaching to myself. 
Sometime I bring something here and I don't even feel good about it, and you folks go nuts about it. You go crazy. You talk about it for weeks. And tonight, I went nuts over this. Maybe I lost all my energy in the office. <laughs> but most people agree that life can be a jungle. Amen to that? Yes. And the jungle is not without a king. You are the king of your jungle. This is not a self-appointed position. This is a God-appointed position. God wants you to excel. He said, excel that you may edify. God doesn't want you failing. He wants you excelling that you may edify the body of Christ. I just think it's time. Our heart is full of faith. We need to get a mind determined that we're not going to be overrun by things that hell tries to bring up from our past or from our present or even our future. We're going to take dominion over the jungle that we live in, and we're going to be king of the jungle. We're going to be lion-like. You believe that? I can be lion-like in my life. God did not put man in this world to be overwhelmed. God put us in this world to rule. We are equipped. We are empowered. We are positioned in a place of dominion over the world. Our greatest challenge is to accept it, recognize it, and know who we are. One of my, one of my most creative friends, and I love him, and although he's had some problems, I still love him. Almost didn't have a chance to share his talents in this world. His mother became pregnant with him when she was 17 years old and unmarried. She was a white girl. His father was a black man. This was 1971 in a small town in Iowa. And the girl's parents wanted her to have an abortion and gave her an ultimatum, have an abortion or move out of the house. And she chose to have the baby. And at 17, she was on the streets. And a lady walked up to her on the street one day and told her about God's love and God's forgiveness. And that day she made a decision on the street to follow the Lord. And she started following the Lord as best she knew how. They gave her a Bible and as she would flip through the pages, she would see the name Israel. Israel. Which is when she decided to name her baby, if it came as a boy, Israel. And she didn't know how much, much about God, but she prayed a bold prayer of commitment and dedicated her son to God before he was ever born. And she asked God to use his life to do great things. And Israel grew up with an incredible music talent. He could play almost any instrument. He could write songs. I love this young man. He could arrange music. And as he grew older, he began writing worship songs. Became one of the great songwriters and worship leaders of our time. He's won Grammy Awards and has appeared... And his band and singers on numerous stages before millions of people, all because his mom was lion-like. I'm speaking of the wonderful young man, Israel Houghton. And even though he's never been here, I've been in his presence. And one night the Lord impressed me to give him $100. And I gave him $100 and he started weeping. He said, I don't know the last time anybody's ever walked up and gave me something just to bless me. He said, they always think I've been rich and I need to bless them. And I blessed him. And he hugged me and he said, you'll always have a place in my heart, Pastor Rex. And I said, well, anytime you want to come sing, if you believe free speech, come and give us one. (laughs) But the bottom line is it doesn't matter what your situation is right now. It doesn't matter. The lamb is a lion. And you are more lion than you could ever imagine. And it's time. For you to get a change of your mind and realize that God is with me. And everyone, say everyone, say everyone, 
Everyone. Everyone. Hallelujah. Well, my little thing, you won't work. Everyone born of God. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. I realize when your fingers get sticky, this doesn't work. (laughs) To reject the notion and idea and thinking that considers us as sheep to be slaughtered. Paul wrote this in Romans 8. He said, for your sake, we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Then he said in verse 37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My question tonight is what are you convinced about? Are you convinced that you're going to fail? Are you convinced that you're going to succeed? The Bible said the tongue has the power of life and death. Proverbs 18, 21. And those who love it will eat the fruit. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Whatever you declare is what you are. Whatever you speak is what you are. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So here's what I want us to do tonight before we walk out of here. I want us to start declaring some things with our mouth. It's time that we start declaring some things with our mouth. Do you realize that everything that God created in the beginning, he spoke into existence except man. And man is the only one that's ever had problems getting it all together. But I think that God wants to speak through his his greatest creation. Speak through us. I think God wants us to talk some things to him. I think he wants us to say, you know what, God, I am tired of living that life. I'm ready to start living this life because the tongue is the most unruly member of the body. And it's like a, it's like the rudder on a ship. A small rudder can turn a great ship. And it's time for our tongue to start speaking things that believe that we are more than just somebody here to suffer the consequences of past sins and past situations. Oh, I'm preaching to you right now. It's time for you to start declaring some things in your life. And we just might ought to declare some things right now. What is bugging you? What are you thinking about? What is the thing that's bothering the fire out of you? Is it some relationship? Is it some past situation? Is it some lost love? Is it some broken marriage? Is it something that was in your past that you think is unforgivable? What is it? It's time to declare that the lamb died for you. But he wants to give you the power of a lion in your life. And he wants you to stand up against that situation and declare, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. I am no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I know I'm doing a lot of extemporaneous preaching here tonight, but I feel in my spirit that the Holy Ghost wants to do something in your life tonight. And the best way to do it is not me preach to you, it's for you to start declaring some things in your life. A woman said within herself, 
that had tried every doctor she could try, went to every physician she could go to for 12 years. She said, if I can just touch, she said it. The hem of his garment, I will be made whole. It's time to start declaring some things. Instead of just going, declare it. Speak it. Declare it. Create your own environment. Come on. My environment will be an environment of praise. Hell will not destroy my life. I will be saved and go to heaven. I will not not go back to the world of sin. I am forgiven from my past. I have a great future ahead of me. I'm a child of God. A lamb died for me, but a lion is wanting to empower me. And I will be empowered by the power of Almighty God. Come on up, Brother Randy. Come on up. It's time to hush. What are you proclaiming? A lot of us feel in these things that we are lambs led to the slaughter. The jungle of life can be a dark place. I've been in the jungle. With constant threats to your safety. But the jungle is not greater than you. You're greater than the jungle. And it's time for COCers to take a stand against lack. And against poverty. And against addiction. Sunday morning. I was in the foyer. I forget what service this was. And a man walked up to me and he said, Pastor, I've been sober 180 days. And I I called Pastor Kelly over and I said, tell him. He said, I've been sober 180 days. We both shouted and rejoiced. You know what he just did? He declared something. He declared something. He declared something. You know how you receive the Holy Spirit? You declare something. The Bible said they spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. You declare something. You declare something. You open your mouth and just start speaking. And before you know it, you're speaking in a language you don't even know anything about. You just start declaring something. Come on, let's talk about the Holy Ghost a little bit right now. And it's time for us to understand. A lamb died for us, but a lion wants to empower us. And I feel the empowerment of the lion of the tribe of Judah. No wonder Satan calls himself a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to imitate our lion. (laughs) You know what a roaring lion does? You know why he roars? Because he missed his prey. He can't get it. He can't get it. And he's probably toothless. So he's just trying to scare you. But we have a lion of the tribe of Judah. And because of that, I can declare some things. I can speak some things. I can declare some things in my world. And that woman said, if I can touch his garment, I can be made whole. She declared it. And God just made a way. When Jesus walked by, she just reached out and touched him. And she was made whole. And Jesus stopped immediately and said, who touched me? One of those disciples said, Lord, there's a lot of people here. You've been in touch. He said, no, I didn't talk about bumped into me. Somebody touched me. I felt virtue go. The little woman said, it's, I, it's me, Lord, it's me. He said, daughter, be, a, be of good cheer. Have faith. Your faith has made you whole. And she walked out of there healed. Here's what I want to tell you. It's time to start declaring in your world. It's mind change. It's mind change. Speak it. Come on, let's start speaking it. Come on. Come on. You don't need to come down here to the front of this church 
and seek something from God like this. That's all I know to do is just show you because it defeats the purpose of these folks praying for you. You need to come and say, I'm on the Lions team. I'm on the Lions team. Come on, I'm on the Lions team. I'm on the team of the Lions. Come on, come on. The lamb died for me, but the lion's empowering me right now. I feel that I'm on the Lions team tonight. I'm becoming lion-like. I can live this life. I can walk in this faith. I can do this thing for God. I can make this happen. I can make it to the other side. I can do it. Come on, open your mouth and give God a huge praise right now. Open your mouth. Come on. Come on, open your mouth. We're going to have spiritual warfare. Let's take the lead in it. Come on, in Jesus' name. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Well, I guess I'm just done. Some need to turn your life and your love and your legacy around this summer. It's time to become the lion God has appointed you to be. And God wants to unlock your potential and has asked me to participate in the process. There's a book entitled Unlocking Your Legacy. And I love you and I want the best for your life. And the best for your life today and now and here is simply this. Life may be a jungle, but you're the God-appointed king of your jungle. Now, here's what I want you to go home with tonight. Here's what I want you to go home with tonight. I want you to go home. If you're driving a car, talk all the way home. Talk all the way home. Talk to God all the way home. Talk to God all the way home. Before you go to bed tonight, talk to God. Say, Lord, I declare some things. Not, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, get me out of this. I declare some things. I declare some things. It's time to declare and not say, well, I declare. It's time to declare. I say, oh God, it's time to speak some things. I've never been this strong in my life about the spoken word. But the spoken word creates things in your life. God created everything by the spoken word except us. You need to speak some worlds into your life. You need to speak some worlds out of your life. You need to declare. Because God has made you king of the jungle in your world. You're a lion-like. Amen. Say, I'm lion-like. Lift your hands all over the house and let me bless you. Dear Father, in the name of the Lord, I bless this sweet congregation. I've given them what I believe is a word from the Lord tonight. It's time for a mind change. It's time for us to believe that, God, we're not weak. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not destitute. We're not alone. We have you. We're a child of God. And everyone that's born of God, everyone that's born of God, overcomes the world, overcomes Satan, overcomes the situations of life. And we are born of the Spirit. We're born of God. Now let us live that life. Let us live that hope. Let us live that dream. Let us live that ambition in our life and believe that all things are possible. All things are possible with those that believe. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together and clap and give him the hand clap that he needs right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Jaron, that's a good looking line you put up there for me tonight, son. He looks like he's got a little peace unless the devil comes around here wear him out. I love the line of the tribe of Judah. That's who I serve. He is my rock. He's my salvation. He's my strength. I love you folks. Let's come to church Sunday and see what God has for us. Amen. I want to announce again that we're starting a Holy Spirit class in the month of June. On a Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, we're going to be starting it. I'll be telling you more about it. But God is going to help some people. Going to help some people with this thing called the Holy Spirit. Because it's His hour. It's His time. And we're going to let Him in our world. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. We're going to enjoy the benefits and the blessings of the Holy Spirit in our life. I love you. See you Sunday. You're the most awesome people on the planet. Now go enjoy your day. Go enjoy your night. And talk all the way home to Jesus and tell Him how wonderful He is. And thank Him for letting you be on His side. Amen.